You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. extra long because it's been a while. It's been a while since you've been able to hear that. It's been a while since we've been together. It's been a while since we've had that kind of passion in our coffee drinking. Mm, It's good. Well, as this airs, I have to do this. (laughs) (laughs) To all our friends in Michigan, congratulations on being chosen for the bowl game. Well, no, well, they should have beaten Iowa in the in the uh, Big Ten championship. They should have annihilated them. So, yeah, they should be in the they should be in the college football championship. They deserve it this year. Congratulations, cheaters. Yep. It's always that little backhanded, little no, no, backhanded. No. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't cheat against us. Yeah, this year. No. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> they they beat you fair and square. Wow. All right, let's get at this because I I messed up a little bit on Wednesday because we had a little pause. I had to I had to find some uh, nasal spray <laughs> and we left the recording going, so I didn't sound like this anymore. Hello, welcome to Tim Tanks. This is Al. Oh, Jerry Lewis. Yeah, I know. Wow. <laughs> hey, lady. <laughs> Woo. I thought, I can't tell the difference between me and you. I, I can't tell any difference. So I've got to somehow no, you're get not that, that straightened bad. out. You're not that bad. <laughs> I took a shot of nasal spray and here I am back in the saddle again. <laughs> Woo. So I forgot. So we can go a little bit longer. I'm going to go a little bit longer today because... We got to, we got to hit this. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing I want to start with today. How about as preachers, we go to our people and say, Hey, why aren't you coming back Sunday nights and Wednesdays? Why are you not coming? We ask that question. That's a hard question and get ready for some hard answers. What if they say we're not getting anything? What if they say, um, it's just, it's not a good use of our time. What if they say those things? What if they say, eh, we just don't want to? What if they say, we're too busy? What, what do we do with that? Like, I, I think it's time to start asking some of those questions. I, as an evangelist, I'm going to start asking that question. And it, it troubles me. I'll go to a church and I'll say, hey, guys, listen, I'm only here for three or four days. I have brought something from the Lord. I, I, I've got a message I want to give to you. Please come back. And maybe a few extra people. The preacher will say, well, we've got a few extra people. Why aren't people coming back for those services? Did I, I think I can attest and say, when, when we were younger men, the services at my church, your church, Cleveland Baptist Church where we were, were the services not pretty much the same Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night? There was a little bit of a dip. Some people had to work. Some people maybe had travel schedule. But... It was pretty much the same for a very long time. 
W- would that be a true statement? Well, technically no, but but in in uh, you know philosophically yes, because uh, the buses aren't running on Sunday night and Wednesday night, and so you know you had many people that were not in the auditorium, but you know I mean goodness, whenever I was a bus director, we're running every Sunday five six hundred people all the time. Right. Right. And so a lot of those are adults as well. So, you know, let's say you got 50, 75 adults that are coming. So, you know, you're going to be down that much. And then, you know, it's it's a in our society, you're a good Christian if you go to church Sunday morning. And so society sort of dictates yeah, if you go to church once a week, you're you're it's OK. So you do have your Sunday morning only people. And mm-hmm. they're probably going to, they've done that when they're little, and they're probably going to do that till they die unless God grips their heart and they, you know, come back for something special. So that's why we would do things special because you are the special person coming in. And so we're, it's a new voice, it's a different person, and, and there's some interest, uh, excitement, you know. So that's why we have singing groups or whatever. To, we're really trying to get, more of the Sunday morning people back again to find out it's just as good on Sunday night. But right. you got to ask, is it just as good? Or is right. it the same? Or is Sunday morning not that good to where, why come back? You know, are, are, are people coming on Sunday morning only because it's right, not because they really have a passion to do it? Right, right. And and one guy said to me, well, be, they're coming back to your church because they feel guilted or they feel pressured, or they feel that they have well, to. Well, amen. Good. We right. Are, you know, not, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a man of some, as a manner of some is. Uh, we ought to provoke one another to love and good works. So why not? Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. How can, how can I increase your faith if you don't come to hear the Word of God? Oh, my. Yeah. It, it, to and, me, I would almost think that that's a straw man argument because— uh, you know, it's, uh, well, you know, we don't have people coming for the wrong reason. So we have less people coming because we are we have people coming for the right reason. But, you know, no. you, you want people to be under the, under the, under the preaching of the Word. I, I, I want to go to church. I want to hear the preaching. I want to be moved by the Holy Spirit. So why don't other people want that? Well, that's the question I think we have to answer, and and it lies with the preacher, the the, the leadership. Well, it lies with both. It, it does. It lies with both because it it does. It's every person's responsibility to do right. And if if you're going to church and you got a lousy preacher, you can still be faithful in church and beg God to give you something, and pray for your preacher every day that God lights a fire on them or. God moves them. Uh, I right. mean, you know, because it's the you. Lord's church. It is not our church. It is the Lord's church. And so, you know, I would I would remain faithful, and you go because it's right, and you beg God to give you something that is fresh, even if maybe people feel like the service is stale. Um, you know, if nothing else, make an appointment with your pastor and sit down and go, I don't know if it's me or what, but I feel like our services are dead. Yeah. And what can I do to help this? 
You right. know, maybe a group of people need to start meeting on Saturday nights and praying for the services. You know, yeah. it, whatever it is, you know, something we need to be dissatisfied with just bland pablum. Status quo. Yeah. It's just, well, we, you know, I was here and, you know, check me off. And I, and I think that's the preacher. You know, I, I, I showed up and I gave them something. So, you know, that now it's their fault. It's up to them. No, it, it, you're right. It's, it's a team effort here. And the team is me, my people, the Holy Spirit of God. That's the team. And, and somebody's missing from that team. It's either me, my people, or the Holy Spirit of God. And I'm, I'm afraid to say that I think that in a lot of cases, it's the Holy Spirit of God. I think we've become so uh, saturated today and, and pushed today that, to make sure that you have this type of preaching and you have this kind of study and you have this kind of program and you have this kind of music. And, and we're not saying, Lord, what, what do you want? Lord, show me, move me, something. Give, give me something so that my people will be moved. Why aren't our people moved? And part of it is, I think our people are distracted. I think they're so distracted today with television and internet and movies and phones and iPads. I, I think their minds are mush, uh, you know, from, from watching and listening to things all week. There, and I go back to that time when I was younger, there wasn't that stuff. There wasn't. Um, th- when you went to church, that was a high point because you were getting something exciting. You were getting something in fellowship. You were getting something in prayer. And, and we have so many other things that can excite us today or draw us away today. I think that's got to be part of it. Well, let me give these four remaining things. And again, there's <coughs> not... There is not a single answer. No. I'm just giving some ideas, maybe three, four, five of them, maybe a bunch of maybe one of them. Um, Visit with another preacher friend. Make Mm -hmm. an appointment. Make a personal, physical visit with a preacher friend and make a rule, no complaining. Wow, that's tough. Start talking about the Bible. Start talking about, you know, the things of God. Start talking about uh, prophecy. Start talking. Talk about the things of God and the Scripture. What are you studying? What are you doing? If you have to, find another preacher friend and call him every morning at 730. Hey, hey, what'd you read yesterday? What'd you study yesterday? Because maybe it's before their devotions. I don't know. But, but. Make sure, uh, do something. But So that's one, that's another suggestion. Number two, get back out and knock on doors hmm. and witness to people. Yep. As pastors, we have become administer. We become spiritual administrators. Yeah, I agree. And the more I get out and personally witness, the more passion I have in the pulpit to see somebody saved. And so that affects my heart. I think that may be a, a big thing there. Number three, obviously read books on preaching. You know, read what preachers say about preaching. Uh, you know, it's always good to to fine tune and, and go back and go, oh, man, yeah, I, I should be doing that. You know, um, why don't you prepare a list on your suggestions to somebody else of how to preach? And then, you know, start thinking, okay, am I doing this? You know, mm-hmm. that, that's helpful. Uh, 
ask God for boldness. Yes. Ask God for boldness. Beg God for boldness. When we say hard preaching, um, it's probably a misnomer. We should be saying bold preaching. You know, because what is preached is right and it's true and it's scriptural and it's plain. The Bible says that Jesus preached plainly. And I think that's really, you know, something that that needs to be, you know, we, we may be saying hard preaching when when really what we're saying is bold preaching. Hard preaching is more carnal to me. Yep. You know, yep. I can, in my mind, I think of hard preaching, just somebody angry about something. But boldness is from the Spirit of God, and it, and it just pricks our heart with plainness and honesty. I... I would recommend this, and this is a tough one. Maybe have, maybe I need to have you come, Dan, to my church and sit in my service and say, listen, you're my friend. I love you, and you love me, and we both want the same thing. What did you get from our service today? What did you get from the moment you walked in the door all the way through the preaching to the invitation? What did you see? What did you get? What was good? What was bad? Did the message move you? Did you sense the Holy Spirit's presence? Did you feel like the emphasis of the service was on the preaching? Did the music coordinate with the Holy Spirit of God to move your heart to prepare you? Was there emotion in the message? I, 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 I can't remember the last time I heard a preacher stand in the pulpit and weep for people to be saved, to weep for the condition of our nations, to, to, to weep with his people and say, folks, there's, there's nothing happening here. There's no movement. We're, we're seeing a digression. I'm not, I'm not sensing that. I'm hearing preachers cry to me. I'm hearing preachers uh, telling me that they're frustrated and that they don't know what to do. But tell it to your people and get somebody who will honestly come in and say, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. It's dead. Your service is dead. The music is is status quo. The preaching was biblical, but it didn't move my heart. I didn't get a practical application, something to help you. And maybe they'd come in and say, you know what? I don't know what it is. Man, the preaching was right on. The music was right on. The people were you know, prepared. I, I, I don't know. But I think maybe you have to go to that extent or ask your wife or ask your deacons or ask somebody and say, listen, just come in with an objective attitude, look at what's going on and and help me. Tell me what I could do. I used to watch almost every message I preached. I, I listened to the music. I, I watched the whole thing and I would sit there and critique the whole thing and think, I got to change that. I got to fix that. That message needs more something. I do that all the time. So I think I think a, a critical eye sometimes is what we need to maybe figure out what's going on. Yeah, fundamentally, that's a great point. But you can't make an appointment because, you know, in your heart, you're going to want to spruce things up on that day. You're going to oh, want to yeah. put your best foot forward. Oh, so, oh no, you, you know, if you do in. that, you'd, you'd almost have to say, look, some point in the next three months, just swing by our church on a Sunday morning, mm-hmm. you know, and if I see you, I'll ask you to preach Sunday night, you know, just. You know, and and you can sort of leave that an open-ended invitation because it's it's hard for a pastor to get away from his church 
if there's not a reason to be gone from his church, you know. So, so for a pastor friend to say, "Hey, I think I'm gonna go," uh, you know, two states away and go visit my friend, you know, it's like, well, you're yelling at me whenever I go visit my friend on the weekend. Yeah, you know? right. So, uh, you know, you may want to do something like that because you don't you want to leave it more unscheduled, and yes. um, you know, but where you see a normal regular service because. I'll tell you the truth. If I knew you were coming in two weeks, hey, we need to get that special a little bit better. Let's add a special. Right. Let's add, I know you're coming, and so I want it to be a little bit better. And that's probably what <laughs> we should be doing all the time. Right. Because people are coming. It doesn't matter yeah. who they are. Yeah. They're there, and we want to we want to do the best that we can. <laughs> but we want to do the best we can for God. Whether, therefore, yeah. we eat or drink or whatsoever we do, do all for the glory of God. I mean, mm-hmm. to, to truly give him the same glory that we will give him in heaven, you know, blessing and honor and glory and power be unto <coughs> him that sitteth upon the throne. You know, I mean, we're going to be shouting that and singing that and 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 resounding with with our whole being. So let's give our whole being on, on our services. Yeah. I, if nothing else, watch the videotape. Watch, watch if you're in a different time zone, watch live if you can't do anything else. But you're absolutely right. And I'll be honest, I've popped into a couple of churches. I've had a couple of weeks where I didn't have, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, 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 uh, an engagement. And I've gone to some and thought, wow. I, I'll, t- I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I went to my home church in Simcoe. And I want to tell you, I stood there and wept during the music program. It was phenomenal. The preaching, Brother Fury tore it up. Amen. I mean, good, solid Bible preaching. Amen. People, you know, but they were, I mean, they're prepared for that. And it, it was a great, it was a great service. And I was moved. And so I, I'm not saying that all churches are like that. Um, that, that there's no spirit, that there's no movement. But I have to tell you that. Um, and, and, and they would, in that, in that church, my home church, on Sunday night, they're a little better than half. But again, I'm sitting there thinking, why aren't people coming back here? I mean, all the elements that I would look for were there. So why aren't people coming? I think that's the question we've got to somehow key in on. And I think it's part of our day. I think, I think there is somewhat of a falling away. I think we are in the last of the last days. Uh, I, I think there is a shallowness to our Christianity. Um, I think there is that attitude that, well, you know, I got one good message. That's all I need. That's all I need for the week. I think that's part of it. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm so frustrated like most preachers. I, I want to come up with the answer, and I know a lot of guys are looking for it, and I'm begging God to give me something. I'm hoping this year in my preaching and my evangelistic meetings that God gives me something that will help with that. Well, I almost am thinking that we're looking at the bottom line and eh, we can make bills meet so everything's fine you know and you know maybe the lord needs to bring a famine along so we wind up getting back on our face you know lord send us rain well we we both know the message that i listened to from my father-in-law um uh you know he got up on a sunny morning and said and that was unusual the, the whole message is unique. That's right. why you want to hear it. So, right, right, 
And I would I would look it up. You can find it online. Talk, t- type in Dr. Roy Thompson, you know, preaching. You can find it. Uh, there's a YouTube channel. Um, a lot of them are just audio. The message I'm referring to is called Holy, help me, Holy. Holy Violence. Holy Violence. And yeah, holy violence. I will tell you that there were some things going on in the church. There were some problems. And my father-in-law was dealing with that from the pulpit. And it was unusual. But he got up on a Sunday morning and said, we don't have one visitor here today. What's wrong with this church? Is it me? Is it the preacher? Do I need to resign? Do I need to move on? Because we're not going to have that here. With, with a church this size, and they, at that they time, they were running about 1,200, yeah. Yeah, at least. And, and we don't have a visitor. He said, and there's some problems in this. There's some things going on in this church, and it's going to stop right now. And we're going to have revival next week. And he says this, we're going to have revival. <laughs> <laughs> And he said, if you don't want that, get out. I mean, he just, he tore it up, man. He just, he was at his limit. And you can't preach like that every week. And maybe only a Roy Thompson can do that. But I'm telling you what, that church from that point forward began to grow and began to bring people and began to see great things happen. And I I remember hearing of that revival. You were there, I think. uh, No, I was in college. Were you in college? Um, When I came back from college, that's when the revival started. Yeah, that's when it was. That's when the Holy Spirit showed up, finally. And I'm telling you, there were times in my ministry where I had to do that same thing. And I used to joke and tell my staff, when I'm mad, I really preach well. <laughs> and he was mad. And I'm not saying that's, you know, yeah, I know but, all kinds of guys. But was, are... it was not a carnal anger. No. You know what I mean? No. That was a, I have been around him, and I've heard him preach sometimes, when he had carnal anger, yeah. and on, on Monday morning he'd go, you know, I acted like an idiot yesterday. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but it w- it was not carnal anger. It no. was a it was a being stirred up that something must happen, and uh, that's really what we're talking about. <coughs> that we have to get to the point. You know, it, I I think of I think of stories in the past of two women who prayed and prayed for their church for 15, 20 years, and finally the Lord sends a young preacher and God just lit the place on fire. It yeah. may take a long time. It, it, yeah. may take, it may take weeks and months. It may take a couple of years of begging God and fasting and praying. But, you know, it's, it's in his timing to, to give the power that we really want and we, we desire. But I, I would venture to say... If we as pastors would just get on our face and beg God and we see our inability, we see our inactivity, we see our wickedness, we, we see our jealousy, our covetousness, you know, and, and we get thoroughly right with God and then begin to fast and pray for God to do something in our churches, something will happen. Yeah. I, I'm, I said this, I said that to say this, that... My father-in-law was at a point where he realized the church was not moving forward. The church was stagnated. And he was so broken about that. He was willing to say, I'll resign for the sake of this church. But if, if it takes that or if it takes you getting right with God, then get right with God. And mm-hmm. let's get this church moving forward. And I think maybe it's time to stand up in some pulpits and say, let's be honest, church. We're just going through the motions, and I can't stand it. 
I can't stand it as a preacher. I can't stand it. And we've got to do something. Either, either it's me, it's you, it's us, but let's move forward. And I think a lot of guys are afraid to do that because, well, they might say, well, it's the preacher. It's the preacher. It's time for you to go. Well, then go. Go find some place where you can serve God. Start something, take something where you can. Or if it's the people that are broken, that they'd come and say, let's, let's go to the altar together today and let's pray together and say, God, move us, change us, something. I, I just couldn't stand it. I, I, you know, and, I told, and I told the Lord, if I go two years in our church without seeing some kind of growth, whether it be physical, financial, spiritual, something, I'm resigning. And Brother Dan, you know my heart. I went through two years and we didn't see anything. And I was begging people. I was pleading with people. I was sharing my heart. I'm crying, all those things. And nothing was happening. And I said, it's time for me to step down and let someone else try to revive this church. And I did. And I'm glad I did. It was a good thing. And it was good for me and it was good for our church. And I I thank the Lord that he gave me that clear sign. It was time and I just never wanted our church to die out under my ministry. And I never wanted to suffer uh, because I was too proud to say, maybe I am the problem. Maybe, maybe I am part of the solution by getting out of the way. And that was a tough, tough thing. But I had to be honest and I had to look at it and say, what's best for our church? Sometimes that's what it takes. Yes, uh, Esther Denise told me that I was the problem and... You just needed to, I just needed to get away from her. And yeah, yeah. well, she'd be a lot well, happier, yeah, I'll tell you, you what. Now, you don't want to get upset and go start another church. No. But uh, you do want to, you want to beg God for God to bless. I mean, you've got saved people. you got a, you got a saved pastor. Um, it's a, if it was a true New Testament church, then... God is is the one who wants it to grow. It belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. He died for it, and so uh, it is his church. We are just, I've said it before, spiritual babysitters, you know, because we're going to have to answer to him. If, uh, you know, our people act up, then God will discipline them because they're his children, not ours. Mm-hmm, right. And uh, if we don't, operate according to what he wants us to do then we answer to him and so uh yeah i've said about all i can say other than a hope that we are spiritually dissatisfied with just normal yeah i i and i want to say this that sunday morning sunday night wednesday night is not the end all i'm not saying you have to have all three of those i'm not saying that's you know god's prescribed plan I'm just saying that was the norm for a long time, and that seemed to be a good thing. Um, You might have Sunday morning and have Bible study every day of the week with people. I'm just saying, are our people fired up and moving forward, and are we getting more? I just read yesterday this statistic that Bible reading amongst Christians dropped 4% over COVID in a time when most people had more time, especially here in Canada. We're sitting at home, locked in our houses. And Bible reading dropped. It should have increased multitude and a multitude of times. And it dropped. Less than 10% of Christians read their Bible on a regular basis, according to the statistics that I read yesterday from Christianity Today. 
Less than 10%, Brother Dan. No wonder people aren't growing. No wonder people aren't coming to church. No wonder we're struggling to see movement. Less than 10% in a church of 220 people are reading their Bible. And it's those 20 people that are coming back Sunday night and Wednesday night and visitation and programs and, oh my, there's, there's so many things, so many more things we could talk about. We've gone 30 minutes today almost. I just, I am so impassioned about this and I'm so broken about this and I am begging God on a daily basis, give me something please that I can help others with. And I hope maybe this week we've offered something. We don't have all the answers and, and you might say, well, that's just two old guys living in the past. No, it's two old guys looking at the future. It's two old guys that have grandkids. It's two older guys that, that have a passion and want to give that passion to others. It's, it's older guys that are cheering on younger guys. Come on, guys. Come on. Build the church. Do something. Win our society. Amen. That's what it is. And, and we are pulling for you. And we want to help you. And, and I am weeping and begging God, asking him to help our young preachers. I really am. I'm Al Stone. And I am, I am broken today over this, over this question. Thank you for sending it. And thank you for sharing your heart, young preacher. Amen. And if there's others, man, let us know how we can help you. If we can come by and say, hey, let us, let us take a look and let, let us from our heart share with you what we think maybe would be a help. I, I'd be willing to do that. You can hate my guts afterwards if you want. But if you ask, I'm going to tell you. And people know, you ask me, I'm going to tell you the truth. And it, and it might not be favorable, but I'll tell you if you ask. So, um, but better yet, ask the Holy Spirit of God, ask the Heavenly Father, ask Jesus Christ, ask your people, ask your spouse, ask somebody, what can we do to get our church fired up about the things of God? I'm Al Stone. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. Thank you so much for uh, this question. And, um, you know, I want to encourage you. I think you're on the right track as far as you sense something is not right and you're wanting to get it right. right. And uh, so try various things, but just keep begging and pleading and pouring your heart to God. I I don't think we as independent Baptists practice fasting and praying like we ought. Um, right. I have tried to do that more probably in the last five or six years. And so that I think that's a big key. Uh, and for me, maybe we should do a whole podcast on it, but you, know, you're, you want to curtail all the outside stuff yeah. whenever you wind up fasting and praying you still have to live still have to do your normal routine and those kinds of things but you know what i do whenever i'm fasting and praying the time that i would be at my meals i'm in the word and on my knees and then throughout the day every time i got hungry like a hunger pain i would right. just say you know lord help me hurt in my soul you know, and long for you, help, help me to have a soul hunger, you know, and so I think that there's a, there's a benefit to that if it's done scripturally and properly and not just for weight loss or something like that, right. but, uh, you know, there's no one answer other than God wants you to be on fire. The Holy Spirit was uh, envisioned as a, as a tongue of fire, uh, and, uh, you know, certainly you can be lit on fire from the Word of God So, and get fired up, and it's nothing you can work yourself into. It's something that God's going to have to break your heart and do for you. Let me, let me, challenge, let's, let me challenge us with this. I want to challenge our listeners, and, and some binge and some pick up later, but let me, let me say this. From the time that you hear this podcast, 
I'm going to begin today for the next 30 days. I'm going to begin begging God every day to stir the hearts of God's people like we've never seen. I'm going to beg God to stir the heart of our preachers like we've never seen. I'm going to beg God to stir my heart like I've never seen. And for 30 days, let's pray together. Let's beg God together. Let's fast and pray together. God, for 30 days, would you do something in this Christmas season, in this time when we should be in tune with the things of God, probably more than any other, let's hear those carols and beg God, God, give us something that would stir our hearts so that people would know that Savior, that would move us to tell them of that Savior. People are not soul winning today. People are not reading their Bible today. And I think people are not praying today. No wonder we're not seeing the movement of God. For 30 days, I'm going to do it. If you'll join with me, let's see if we can't do something through the work of the Holy Spirit of God. This is Tim Talks. Anything you want to say, Brother Wolven, before we go? Goodbye. Wow. God bless you. <laughs> go have a sip of tea and get revived, would you? Amen. <laughs> this is Tim Talks. We're going to be back on Monday. And uh, it'll probably be just, just be the, you know, the same old mundane, you know, monotone kind of stuff we normally do. Yes. But uh, at least we've had one good week out of a whole yeah, year. Yeah, this has been too spiritual. we got to get back to our mockery. and That's and that, right. Yeah. That's right. God bless you. Preachers, Amen. we love you. We love Amen. you. We're praying for you. And we want to see the Holy Spirit of God move. God help you. This is Tim Talks. Have a great weekend day. Go to church. Get excited. Excite your preacher. Excite the people around you. And let's see God move. When you dance down the street with the cloud at your feet, you're in love. When you walk in a dream, but you know you're not dreaming. You've been listening to Tim Toss, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.